Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to this uh, Wednesday, the 26th of July. Hey, we got a lot of stuff happening today. We got some earnings coming in. Alphabet, which is Google, Microsoft, the likes of Coca-Cola and Boeing. So uh, some big names reporting today. Uh, we'll talk about that and more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's uh, revisit the thing we do every morning, and that's to talk about what you actually can control within your portfolio. And that's the amount of risk you have. It is the one thing you absolutely can't control. You need to know how much risk you have in your portfolio, and you need to know how much risk you should have in your portfolio based on your age, how close you are to retirement, and what your risk tolerance is. And that's exactly why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design. Uh, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. Billy Joel, don't tell her too much, though. You can get in trouble. It's 8.40 now, 20 before 9. Let's check in and see what Wall Street's doing to your retirement plans this morning. Yesterday was okay. Today we got a lot on the hopper today with the Federal Reserve housing numbers and a, a pile of earnings reports. This could be an interesting day, and the rest of the week could get even more interesting. Let's go check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services on the phone this morning. Philip, good morning. Hey, good morning, Dave. I hope you had a great day. It is uh, definitely a flood of earnings. Uh, yesterday was a surprise with some up movement, uh, but today, uh, not so uh, not so peachy today. I'm looking at uh, futures, and uh, it's hard to find any green ink at all. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, we've got a winning streak going on the blue chips. Yesterday was another green day. The Dow was up by 27 Standard & Poor's up by 13, NASDAQ up by about 86, and let me check here. Uh, yeah, the Russell 2000 even eked out a little gain, two one-hundredths of a percent, but green is green. And now we're getting to the uh, fear and loathing part of it, because the Federal Reserve meets yesterday and today. And at 2 p.m., we find out whether they're going to kneecap us again with another interest rate increase, which everybody is assuming will happen. When uh, Jay Powell does his press conference afterwards, you know the questions are going to be, is this going to be it? Because that's what some of our columnists are saying. This might be the last interest rate hike. Yeah, I think that's a little optimistic. Um, but that is definitely what we're seeing across the board. Several columnists have come out and said, quote, this is the last. This is the last increase we're going to see. Um, I wouldn't hold my breath for that, Dave. Uh, not necessarily either, but it will. We do need to make mention of the fact it'll be the highest interest rate reference number out of the Fed that we've seen. What is 21 or 22 years? It's been a long time since it was this high, and we're going to match the highest interest rate we've seen now since uh, before most folks' voice, voices changed in the financial industry, which ought to be kind of interesting to see what the reaction is. Uh, yeah, that, that's true. It, it will be interesting. And um, it, it's going to be interesting to see if this really is the last one, um, because now that's going to be a lot of interest that's going to be baked in that we still haven't seen quite all of it take effect yet. I mean, I'm thinking that, you, you know, we've, we've seen one earlier this year, and I just don't know that we've seen it all baked in yet. We've got a little bit more time before it does. But but it's working, right? What they've done so far has worked. We're seeing those numbers come down, but yet still be growing a little bit, 
which is really good for our economy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everything is heading in the right direction at a slow pace in the process, and it started raising that specter or a dream of a soft landing. Then I ran across something on one of my tip sheets, a uh, billionaire named Thomas Petterfly. Well, I bet you you know who he is. i got to tell you, it's not familiar to me. He's got a column out this morning saying the U- uh, United States economy's soft landing is wishful thinking. He thinks, bunk, we're going to crash. Isn't that nice to hear on the eve of another Fed rate increase? You know, everybody's got their opinion. And the problem <laughs> is, is nobody really knows what's going to happen. Oh, exactly. I mean, I've, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, okay, fine. You take a rule of thumb about nine months for an interest rate increase to really take effect. We're going into the fourth quarter of last year right now in terms of the impact on the interest rates. And things are going in the right direction so far as of October of last year. The Fed had done everything right. We've got inflation trending downward. Jobs are holding up there. The market's a little bit softer. Uh, things are generally doing well. While we're growing on a gross domestic product, we're only growing at like 2%, which sounds like a, a soft landing. Everything looks like it's slowing down to a nice, quiet uh, landing. And then we've got, what, another 2% with rate increases during that really haven't been baked into the economy quite yet. Yeah, and that's what we got to see. How does that really impact us? And and that's going to be interesting to see how all that falls apart or doesn't fall apart going forward. <laughs> doesn't might be the right term. <laughs> One thing we've noticed from all of the uh, from all of the uh, quarterly reports that we're getting is, uh, yeah, a lot of the companies are beating the street, but there's some chinks in their guidance armor, and their absolute numbers are generally lower, which is kind of what the Federal Reserve wants, and. Uh, they're starting to report in mass this time, but the only major piece of data that came out this morning, and again kind of follows what we have, mortgage applications, because we've got a bump up in the interest rates, 1.8% lower last week than they were before. Again, we're not seeing it fall off the edge of a cliff, but at the same time, the mortgage market continues to uh, slow down. It hasn't skidded to a halt, but it's definitely slowing down, which I guess is kind of what the Federal Reserve wants, right? Yeah, it is slowing down, and uh, which uh, I was looking, they they actually posted in the article, week compared to last week, uh, same week last year, and uh, mortgage applications are 23% lower than what they were for the same week um, last year. You know, talking about um, homes, we have that coming out, but we did have the the Case-Shiller home price index come out yesterday morning after you and I got off the air. And mm-hmm. it showed home prices in 20 cities, that's what they measure, down 1.7%, which was a little less than expected. Expectation was 1.9. So, uh, so that was, we're seeing home prices starting to drift down a little bit. And that's on balance good news. Not good if you're putting your place up for sale, but it's, it's good news for the economy as a whole because it means we are leveling off. Once again, progress in a direction that most folks would agree is desirable but it's not falling off the edge of a cliff kind of keeps that picture going that we've been painting for the last few months. That's right. And I think we should probably mention here too, Dave, consumer confidence, which came out yesterday too, was yeah. better than expected. Um, up from the last month by, uh, by seven, I, you know, I don't know how these numbers are arrived at, but it was 110 last, uh, last month. It's 117 this month, which was better than the 112 that was expected. So, um, so consumer confidence is increasing. 
Absolutely good. Like I said, not not barn burner, but it's always good. Uh, good news out of the empl- out of the uh, out of the uh, business front. We were kind of running the alarm off yesterday that UPS had a strike possible. They settled with the Teamsters Union yesterday. Uh, that means you're going to be able to get your Amazon packages and whatever else you got coming in from UPS. But because it did involve a pretty darn big wage increase and retrofitting a few million vehicles with air conditioning. Uh, UPS's stock wasn't necessarily positively affected, was it? No, it really wasn't. I mean, if you think about it, that's, that's increased cost uh, going forward. And so uh, that's going to put some pressure on earnings per share. And that's what everybody as an investor is looking at. And so um, it's going to be interesting to see, can they raise prices enough to help compensate for some of that? And can they raise prices without running people off to Amazon's own in-house service or FedEx as well? Yeah, exactly. I don't know how much you can get away with before you start losing share to somebody else. Other business news, we're talking about earnings up the wazoo. And uh, we kind of start out with some of the big ones because two of the big tech companies reported yesterday. Microsoft beat the street. But uh, there were some chinks in the armor, I gather, because their stock didn't exactly skyrocket, did it? No, it did not. And so they did report. You're absolutely correct. They uh, they saw a slowing in their revenue growth, uh, but they still came out okay. I mean, they beat on everything, earnings and revenue. Um, but here's the deal. Slowing mm-hmm. revenue growth within its cloud business. And that's become a big deal for all these tech companies is their cloud-based businesses. So they're seeing a, a slowdown in the fourth quarter. And um, lower, and they've called for lower than expected guidance when it comes to earnings and revenue for this next quarter. So um, even though they beat the street, uh, investors aren't real thrilled right now. They're trading down actually three and a half percent. You know, that surprised me when you showed me the cloud business was kind of the chink in the armor because it grew 15 percent. I wonder what I wonder what they were expecting. Well, it's not what they grew. It's what they project for the fourth quarter. Yeah. Okay, that's so, that's yeah. amazing. Me, I know yeah. they're having troubles with their hardware business now. It's becoming more competitive, so uh, their quote unquote more personal computing unit, Xbox, Windows, commercial products. I know that was down four percent year to year, but that's yeah, you know, that's almost kind of a blemish on their balance sheet compared to their other businesses. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but, the other tech stock we had was Alphabet, the, the you know mm-hmm. the parent of Google. Um, they reported second earnings and topped expectations across the board. Their cloud computing segment really um, fueled their growth um, this last quarter. Um, and so they're actually trading up today six and a quarter percent right now. A nice, nice bounce for them. Um, another company that's a household name, been around forever, Coca-Cola. Um, yeah. They beat on revenue and on earnings. They saw organic revenue grow by 11% for the quarter, which is really good, meaning that Coca-Cola has been able to increase their prices um, to help keep up with their expenses. So that's been been, been good for them uh, when we look at at how well Coca-Cola is doing right now, and they're trading up about 1% right now. That's always good news when the core business as well ends up doing it. I mean, Coke is one of those great big companies with a lot of ancillary businesses. But, you know, if the soft drink business dries up, the, the, the company's toast. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So another old line company we've got is AT&T reported. 
Um, and they topped earnings, but they fell short on revenue expectations. Um, here's what's really driving them today. And it's what they call free cash flow. Um, and it was about three quarters of a billion more than expected, um, which was good for them. And so they're expecting to use that money to help pay down some debt because they got a lot, about $132 billion, I think, in debt. Um, but, you know, AT&T pays one of the highest dividends out there. Um, so so they, they need that cash flow to help, to help pay that stuff. But they're trading up this morning about 1.5%. When you talk about paying down debt, it kind of dress things, because as those bonds roll over, the interest rates are going up, too. So that makes a difference. That does. It really does. Um, Boeing reported as well. They uh, their their revenue beat for the second quarter. Uh, I'm not so sure their uh, their earnings per share came in lower than expected, though, or I should say their losses per share came in lower than expected. So I guess that was kind of good news. Um, and th- so they're trading up three and a third this morning. Wow. And that's just a snapshot of all the stuff that we got coming out today as far as reports are concerned. Resetting the table yesterday was a modest but a solid up day on all the major indexes. We got kind of a uh, checkered, uh, kind of a checkerboard of results in terms of reaction to these guys this morning. How are we doing 45 minutes before the real money gets thrown around? Dave, just to give you an idea, the only thing I see green right now is the VIX and gold. Everything else is in the red. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial 30 is down a quarter of a percent. That's like $90. The S&P 500 is down $10, almost a quarter of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 uh, down a third, which is about $49. So everything is heading down this morning. Even on the other side, we've got silver down a little over a tenth of a percent. Gold, like I said, is the only thing trading up right now, a little over a half a percent. Crude oil is down pennies from where it was yesterday, um, but it's down 1.1% from the close. It's at $78.73 a barrel right now. The one thing we'd like to fall like a rock, and it ain't. (laughs) Overseas markets are kind of on the red side this morning, too. Uh, There was some more negative unemployment report out of China, which isn't helping anybody's sense of humor. Europe is down in the quarter percent range, basically across the board, uh, halfway through their trading day. Uh, We'll take it back. No, got a couple of European indexes that are down a full percent. France is down over two and that was off of uh, some guidance from Louis Vuitton saying that they weren't expecting very good sales over in the United States because they expect an economic collapse. And that just pretty much put Europe in crummy humor all day long. Asian rim markets were down between a quarter and a third percent at the time of the close this morning at 6 a.m. Getting a plan going to make sure I can retire when I want to retire and how I want to retire is kind of at the top of a lot of our minds. Philip, how do I find you to get that plan? Exactly, Dave. That's why I developed the core retirement design to help people truly design that retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning to talk over what the Federal Reserve does to us and what they say about what they might do to us. We'll see you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.
So again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope your week has gone well so far. See you again tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Take it easy.